Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, America. I hope you are doing fantastic today and have blue skies wherever you are. It is a free-for-all today on the phones. You are more than welcome to call in about topics that might not be on my list. I'll make them on my list. If you want to ask any questions about the midterms in particular, uh, feel free. Charlie loves it when you call and ask cooking questions. (laughs) I tease. It's going to make you mad, but that's okay. 877-973-7425. I'm going to make my ham sliders tomorrow for the Alabama-Tennessee game. Uh, That should be good. Uh, invited Philip over to the front porch with his his dad and brother to watch that game because it's apparently the only game that they're all allowed to watch together without a fight breaking out because nobody likes Alabama and that family. So now the phone number here again, 877-973-7425. I must talk about Joe Biden and the economy. It's not going well. This was the President of the United States talking yesterday. Today's report shows, though, some progress. Overall, inflation was 2% over the last three months. That's down from 11% over the prior three months. That's progress, but a lot of it is a result of getting the cost of living at the gas pump down by more, not even California now, by more than a dollar nationally and since the start of this summer. There's a big difference for working folks. Ah, big difference for working folks. Wait a second. I recall in July he was bragging about no inflation, and now he says this is down from 11% over the last three months. Really? What actually is the thing? Um, And then there's this. Not a single penny. No, I mean it. Not a single penny. Republican wins, inflation is going to get worse. It's that simple. If Republicans win, inflation is going to get worse. Joe Biden yesterday talking to a crowd literally did say that if Republicans win, inflation's going to get worse. It's really that simple. Republican wins, inflation's going to get worse. It's that simple. Is that a shakedown threat from Joe Biden? Is that a threat from Joe Biden that if you vote Republican, I'm going to ruin the economy? Because that's what it sounds like to me. The Republicans couldn't make it much worse. They couldn't make it worse at all. In fact, when Republicans were in charge of everything, inflation was less than 2%. Joe Biden and the Democrats have wrecked the economy, and all along they've told us it wasn't a big deal. Joe Biden yesterday said that uh, the inflation report out yesterday of a 40-year high in inflation is actually good because over the last three months it's come down. But in July, Joe Biden was telling us it was good news that there was no inflation. He shifts every single month. He shifts around in his talking points, and he doesn't own it. He doesn't embrace it. Joe Biden was a man on the campaign trail who said he would own up to his failures, apologize, and move on, and now throws everybody else under the bus, refuses to accept it's his policies that have caused inflation. He's blamed COVID. He's blamed Putin. He's blamed Trump tax cuts. He's blamed all of these things. He can't accept His policies have screwed it up. And every time Joe Biden acts, he makes it worse. That is just the truth. That is just the reality. That is something the Democrats refuse to acknowledge. The Democrats would rather preside over hell than have to serve underneath Republicans in heaven. 
I'm not saying Republicans are angelic. You get my point. Democrats would rather destroy this country in the name of saving it from Republicans than have to allow Republicans back in the power. They are the authoritarians they claim to hate. They are the very people out there right now working to destroy our economy while blaming the other side. Every single policy the Democrats have embraced from the climate cult to massive spending increases have caused our economy to do what it's doing. And the fact of the matter is, until we get energy independent again, until we expand energy in this country again, until we lower energy costs in this country, nothing is going to get better. And now Joe Biden has decided to scapegoat the Saudis. This is from the Wall Street Journal. The Biden administration plans to reevaluate America's eight-decade-old alliance with Saudi Arabia because of last week's OPEC Plus decision to cut oil production. But the White House posturing looks like a bid to distract from the effects at home of Washington's failure to pursue a trans- successful transition to clean energy. Blaming Saudi Arabia or OPEC Plus or Vladimir Putin for an energy crisis that results from a policy of switching from carbon fuels to clean energy on the basis of what look like utopian assumptions is disingenuous. Unlike countries such as Japan or China, America can produce far more oil than it consumes. The oil prices U.S. consumers pay are due to choices their leaders made. In September 2019, the U.S. became a net exporter of crude oil and petroleum products for the first time since such records had been kept. In 2020, America exported still more oil with investment in domestic pipelines, refineries, and extraction technologies, and resulting employment all reaching new highs. But in 2021, America began importing much larger amounts of crude oil than it produced. In 2022, the U.S. will again be a net oil importer. In less than two years, investment in the domestic American oil energy has collapsed. U.S. refinery capacity has atrophied, and the jobs that investment produced have largely vanished. Why? Biden administration policies. Biden administration policies have caused our inflation. Biden administration policies have wrecked our fossil fuel industry. Biden administration policies have done all of these things. It's gotten so bad you had Larry Summers out there the other day saying it's kind of insane we haven't expanded Uh, new oil pipelines in this country. We need them. This is Larry Summers, a Democrat economic advisor, former president of Harvard University. It's kind of insane that we have trucks and trains carrying oil all over this country rather than constructing pipelines, which would permit accessing more resources, cheaper, safer transmission. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to punish Saudi Arabia for not doing what the Biden administration wanted them to do, which, according to the New York Post, was to postpone the oil cuts. They were okay with the oil cuts. They just wanted them after the election. This is from the New York Post. The Biden administration admitted Thursday it had asked Saudi Arabia to delay the vote to cut oil production until the next meeting of the cartel after the midterm elections. We presented Saudi Arabia with analysis to show that there was no market basis to cut production targets and they could easily wait for the next meeting to see how things developed. They didn't like that it happened before the midterms and gas prices, by the way, have been inching back up. It's like inflation, Joe Biden. Everything seems to be going back up. The Biden administration doesn't really have a solution. 
because the Biden administration is so beholden to the green cult. They can't walk it back. They are funded by the environmentalists in this country. The environmentalists left in this country, you know, incidentally, who some of the big donors are? The grandchildren and great-grandchildren of the oil barons of this country, the Morgans and the Gettys, oil barons. It's their kids who are funding the environmental causes that have hijacked the Democratic Party. They've got all the money they need, and now they don't care if you ever get rich. They're rich enough. They're in trust funds. Screw the rest of you. Uh, they, They want green energy now. You know, some environmental activists have thrown tomato soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers and glued themselves to the floor in the museum to protest climate change. They should be publicly flogged. Their obstruction of traffic and their violence around the country and around the world is not going to advance their ideals. It's going to set it back, but in the cult, they cannot see it. They are wrecking our economy. They are driving up inflation. The Biden administration, the best they've got is if Republicans come back, inflation will go even higher. It'll only go higher if the Democrats decide to wreck the economy as punishment to the voters. And don't think it's beneath the Democrats to do that. The Democrats are very perfectly happy punishing voters for voting Republican. Oh, they they are absolutely going to try to punish voters if you vote Republican. It is their threat against you, against our economy, against our culture, that if you vote Republican, you're going to be punished by Joe Biden and his administration. Watch him go gangbusters. They're already hauling pro-lifers out of their houses as payback for the Supreme Court abortion decision in Dobbs. They're dragging pro-lifers out of their houses at gunpoint, arresting them. They're allowing the firebombing of abortion clinics around the country while ignoring them and not actually having an FBI investigation into them. The Biden administration and the left, if they don't get their way, are punitive. They are. It's going to get worse. But you still need to vote Republican because you can hold them accountable. You can put a check on their power. Those of you in Georgia need to hold your nose and vote for a guy like Herschel Walker. You may not care for him, but I would keep in mind, though, that the stuff about his ex-wife was 20 years ago. The supposed abortion was 13 years ago. Meanwhile, here and now, Raphael Warnock's church is throwing people out of housing for not paying 28 bucks. Raphael Warnock still has his divorce file sealed. Raphael Warnock ran over his wife, according to her, and the Democrats who tell you to believe all women say, oh, no, no, not that woman, not that woman. Raphael Warnock wants you to pay for abortion on demand until the moment of birth today. Herschel Walker may have paid for an abortion 13 years ago. You want to stop the policies that are wrecking the economy, you got to hold Joe Biden accountable. The only way to hold Joe Biden accountable is to vote for Herschel Walker because Raphael Warnock votes with Joe Biden about 98% of the time. He's not a, he is not an, uh, a, a, an accountability czar for Joe Biden. He's a Biden fluffer. That's all he does. He supports Joe Biden, props him up. Doesn't want to be seen with him on the campaign trail right now. The moment this election is over, they'll be hobnobbing it again. You want to control the Senate in order to hold the Democrats accountable. And to do that, you got to support Herschel Walker in Georgia. You got to support. Uh, Oz in Pennsylvania. You got to sort of port Blake Masters in Arizona. Some of these candidates, you may say, well, I don't particularly care for him. Well, you know what? That's okay. I don't either. Doesn't matter. The Biden administration has unchecked authority right now. The Democrats in Congress will not hold them accountable. Voters in 2018 rushed to the polls to vote Democrat so someone would be a check on on, on Donald Trump and have the purse strings. They took it away from the Republicans. You got to do the same thing to the Democrats now. We did not have this runaway inflation when Donald Trump was president.
We did not have the Russian invasion of Ukraine when Donald Trump was president. We did not have the Chinese preparing to invade Taiwan when Donald Trump was president. We did not have uh, the left out there in America trying to force your kids to learn about sex positions in kindergarten when Donald Trump was president. We did not have pro-lifers being dragged out of their houses at gunpoint by FBI agents when Donald Trump was president. We didn't have all of these things when Donald Trump was president because despite the mean tweets, the world was relatively normal operating as a fairly standard Republican administration despite all the hysteria in the media to the contrary. We did not have a wrecked economy. We did not have record high gas prices. We did not have record high inflation. We did not have any of that stuff when Republicans ran Washington, D.C. We have it all now when the Democrats are there. And what the Democratic solution is, is to make it worse in the name of making it better. The Reduce Inflation Act has only made inflation worse. They claim that it's a climate bill and all that's happened is gas prices are going up, but the climate's not improving. The Democrats are out of answers. They don't have solutions. And the Republicans have picked some candidates who aren't fantastic. We should all be able to acknowledge they're not all fantastic. I had some lady get really mad at me on Twitter the other day because I refused to acknowledge that Herschel Walker is the second coming of Christ or some such. She was very upset. How could I say something bad about Herschel Walker? Because I call it as I see it, and I don't think he's the greatest candidate. I don't think he's the candidate the GOP should have picked. But he is the candidate they did pick, and he's a far better choice than Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Will you hold against him his sins from 20 years ago, or will you hold against Raphael Warnock the very things he wants you to do tomorrow? That's you. That's your choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'll tell you, despite all my reservations, I am inclined to say, you know what? We've got to put the Republicans back in charge of the Senate or else the insanity from the Biden administration and the Democrats will continue. If the Democrats get full control of the Senate with one more vote, they will kill the filibuster. They have already tried four times in the last year to kill the filibuster for what? To pass the Equality Act that would undermine churches, church-run schools, and religious nonprofits? To pass a voting rights bill that would allow Washington, D.C. to co-opt state elections? And to pass abortion on demand until the moment of birth. That's what the Democrats want to do. They've already voted on that stuff repeatedly. They've tried to kill the filibuster to do it. Raphael Warnock is on record wanting to kill the filibuster to pass abortion on demand until the moment of birth. The only way to stop him is to vote against him, even if you don't want to. It's your choice. But it is on you. I want to tell you guys a little about a group I've been working with. Americans for Prosperity. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the largest grassroots network in the country fighting to expand freedom and opportunity so that we can unleash prosperity in America again. Here's what I like about Americans for Prosperity. They focus on building movements at the community level, not Washington, D.C. That's actually how I first came to know them, in Georgia, helping rise up the Tea Party movement in 2010. They understand we're not going to find solutions in Washington. we got to take power out of Washington That's going to have to come from Americans like you outside the Beltway bubble. That's why I'm excited to partner with Americans for Prosperity to provide an effective platform where we can talk to our fellow Americans and advocate for solutions to the most critical challenges facing the country. I encourage you to learn more about Americans for Prosperity by going to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. It's montage time. Whoever did this 
fantastic stuff. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts have believed that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, re undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up. Rent <laughs> Gas is up, rent is up, food is up. Yeah, great, great montage there. Uh, really well done. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, some of you have been waiting patiently on the phones. I got to get to Omaha Steaks here in just a minute, so I don't have time to take your call. But if you are patient, if you wait, I will spend the next half of this program on your phone calls. Got some good calls lined up. I'm happy to answer your questions. 877 Nine seven three seven four two five. Charlie, however, has informed me I'm not allowed to say we're ever doing a free for all again because too many crazy people have called today. <laughs> so you know, don't yell at my call screener. He, he, he does have an ear for what sounds good on radio and what's relevant and not. And he apparently doesn't really want you calling and asking about my pulled pork recipe. So instead, it's got to be about the news of the day. 877-973-7425. I do have to tell y'all, you, you want to know that, well, no, I don't have time to do this. But when we come back, the Democrats in Virginia, they are literally proposing a law that if you don't support your child's gender transition, they will throw you in jail. There's you a midterm topic at the end of the midterms. Democrats actually in Washington are furious that the Virginia Democrats are doing this. So winter is coming, and I got to tell you, I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you. But in the wintertime, they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff. They're not. They're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bull and Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over twenty five thousand rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through. And they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. The fiber sucks. And you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping 
returns on all orders, you're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. They used 90% less water than conventional production, zero pesticides, other chemical, toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bull and Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night's sleep in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Trust me, they're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, Bolin Branch sheets on every bed. Greetings, conversationalists. It is Eric Erickson here nationwide. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Now, I am going to the phones. Jovan, you're going to be up first. Welcome. How are you? Uh, just fine. I would like to know what is wrong with populism. I don't know that anything in particular is wrong with populism. Um, it just depends on which direction you go with populism. So, uh, so here's the problem, I guess, with populism by itself is what is populism? Populism by itself is not grounded in anything other than the voice of the people and people are stupid. So when the people want to go one way, your populism goes in that way. When the people want to go another way, the populism shifts. Uh, there are liberal populists. There are conservative populists. Ronald Reagan was a conservative populist. Uh, Zell Miller, the governor of Georgia, who became a U.S. senator, was a liberal populist. He took the ideas that were popular with people and applied uh, liberal, or in the case of Reagan, conservative ideology ideology to them. Right now, there is a growing strain of, of right-of-center populism in the country that's winning over black and Hispanic voters. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it is popular to hate on Wall Street. It is popular to hate on Big Pharma. The question is, what damage do you do? I myself am a big fan of Big Pharma. For all of the hate that pharmaceutical companies of America get, pharmaceutical companies of America have ensured that our kids do not get mumps, measles, rubella, They've minimized the flu, though the COVID vaccine is not perfect. It has certainly helped mitigate COVID. They help my wife fight cancer. They help many of your families fight cancer. Uh, to make big pharma a pariah and the center of all conspiracy theories within populism is going to set our country back. But populism in and of itself is rudderless. It depends on the wind, and it steers where the people want to go as opposed to helping give voice and intellectual firepower to the ideas of the people. Populism by itself can get out of control and lead to just government by mob. Populism grounded in conservatism is actually quite useful for propping up free peoples and free markets and giving voice to the people who realize that uh, the playing field is not level and government does have a role to play in leveling the playing field. Calvin Coolidge was one of the most hands-off presidents. Calvin Coolidge, his philosophy is very much my philosophy. You see 10 troubles bounding down the road. If you stand still, nine out of the 10 are going to bounce off the road before they get to you. You only have that one to deal with. Calvin Coolidge, though, realized that the role of government 
is to level a playing field so David can slay Goliath. That when the playing field gets unleveled, it becomes impossible for David to slay Goliath and have the chance of becoming Goliath himself for someone else to slay later. The government has a role to play in, in leveling the playing field, and conservatives can tap into that populist impulse, and I think that's a good thing. Ian, you are up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Ian. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I w- I'm a pastor here in, uh, South, in uh, St. Cloud, Kissimmee, Florida, and I, I like to look at the news because I'm also a nurse, and my patients like the news. And I noticed a Democratic Virginia delegate, Elizabeth Guzman, she said on Thursday she wants to introduce a bill that will expand the state's definition of child abuse and neglect to parents and guardians who do not affirm LGBT children. And what concerned me was definitions. As you know, it's only always put a bill. They always have definitions. So I decided before I make an opinion, I checked out the definition of affirming. And it says a person who must hold theological beliefs as sexually active same-sex relationships are the same as uh, the other active relationships, and they're morally equivalent, and they should be performed in, within all Christian traditions. And so what, as far as I understand, they're going to make it uh, a criminal offense if you don't accept that your child is LGBT, and you need to go into your own church and promote it. And in fact, that goes a slippery slope, as far as I'm aware, that the Christians are going to be criminalized. Like, if you're a Christian and you yep. believe in that, now you're a criminal. And I don't see people understanding there's a slippery slope to it, and the Democrats want to wait, wipe out Christianity. Well, you know, give this more exposure. This is something I was talking about before the break, and I'm glad you brought this up, Ian. So it, it actually goes beyond that. Um, according to this legislation put forward by this Democrat in the Virginia Senate, If you refuse to cover your child's gender transition surgeries, you will be charged with child abuse and go to jail. If you withhold from your child the consent to be uh, have their genitals mutilated because that's what your child desires, you will be held criminally liable. That's what this Democrat in Virginia wants. Now, here's the thing that you all have to remember. During the gay marriage argument, the Democrats said it's nonsense for you to say polygamy will be next. It's nonsense. Polygamy is not. You're just saying this to scare people. A judge in New York has now determined that polygamy is just as an acceptable form of marriage as monogamy. Uh, Everything the Democrats, they do this all the time. They say first it's never happening and then why aren't you supporting it, you bigot? It's what they do. I mean, we had, for example, uh, this what hospital up in Massachusetts say they are not performing gender transition surgeries for youth. And then it was revealed that they were. They're like, well, why don't you support it, you bigots? It's what the Democrats do time and time again. Mike, you're going to be up next. Mike, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hey, Eric. Uh, just got a, a comment and then a question. The comment is... The Democrats regarding Saudi Arabia are doing the same thing they accused Trump of, and they, yep. and they impeached him. Exactly. Now, yep. And and the question I had was regarding Ukraine, $65 billion so far, and more to come, I'm sure. Do you think it's because they have the goods on Biden and his son? No, I I actually don't, Mike. Uh, Here's what I think is happening. This is a backdoor American jobs program. 
So what's happening here, it's almost like, well, I better not say that. People will misconstrue me. So let me explain where this money is going. This is a great question. This is why I don't think it's blackmail on Biden. This is actually uh, one of the only smart things this administration has done. Where is the money going to Ukraine? The money that is going to Ukraine, these billions of dollars, goes to the Ukrainian government, who then turn around and send the money to Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Virginia, Florida, and other states where there are major defense contractors. They take that money and they buy weapon systems. And then the Ukrainians pay the money back with interest. So we give them $68 billion that they turn around and redirect to weapons contractors in Republican states, creating jobs in those states, by and large, and California, New York as well, and then have to pay back the $68 billion with interest. And when they become a European Union member, the European Union uh, becomes co-owner of the debt. And so it's not just Ukraine paying back the money, it's the whole of the European Union. Listen, I realize there are a lot of conspiracy theories on the right out there by people who are peddling Russian propaganda, by and large, and you don't even realize it who want you to believe that we're just handing Ukraine billions of dollars. That's not it at all. Republicans and Democrats in Congress alike are actually funding jobs around the United States. The HIMARS system, the the weapon system the Ukrainians are using, the rapidly deployable missiles and rocket launchers that can get out of the way within 30 seconds so it it, it minimizes Russian counterstrikes, those are made in Alabama. So the money the Ukrainians are going to to use goes to Alabama. It goes to American defense contractors in Alabama. It provides jobs in Alabama. This is a jobs creation program for the United States. During World War II, we were called the arsenal of democracy. We built, manufactured, produced, and shipped the arms that the Western European allies used to fight the so uh, to fight the the Nazis. We're doing the same thing now with the Russians. We are providing the armaments to Ukraine. And one of the things that's actually happening that people miss is we're not even sending all of this stuff to Ukraine. We're sending it to the Poles. The Ukrainians are buying the Polish MiGs. The Poles are familiar with the Russian MiGs. So the Ukrainians are spending the money on on the MiGs, and then the Poles are turning around and taking that same amount of money, and they're sending it here to buy our F-16s and F-A-18s and F-22s. So the Poles get to upgrade with the latest NATO equipment. The Ukrainians get to fly the jets they're most familiar with, and then we get all the money back plus interest. It's a genius financial scheme, uh, one that Republicans and Democrats both support. It, It has nothing to do with just throwing lavish amounts of money at the Ukrainians. Now, it's true. Some of the money is going to buy grain for the Ukrainians. Some of it's going to buy food. Some of it's going to rebuild infrastructure. But the bulk of it, over 80% of it, is coming back to the United States to buy our weapon systems. It's making us profit off their war, and we get interest back. Uh, And the European Union subsidizes that interest. So uh, I totally support it. I totally support it. Uh, And I think if we don't fight the Russians now in Ukraine, we're going to wind up fighting the Russians later in NATO states. So um, God bless them. I'm all for it. Now, George, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, George. How are you? Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. What's going on? Eric, um, 
it really bothers me when when we start talking when you start talking about and everybody starts talking about the 427,000 plus people who didn't vote in the special election. And uh-huh. let me tell you why. I lost my voting rights for a federal conviction and the uh, 10 year plus five year supervised release that I that I had back in um, stem from the 80s. And um, and you know, I lost my voting rights and I had to do my time did my time, did my supervised release, and I got my voting rights back. But when I see these people just not vote, it just really irks me. Now, I, I got all my rights back except the right to bear arms. And when if I want to go hunting, um, I have to go to another country, or I can go um, on some private land and, and work it out that way. But, um, you know, voting is very important for me. I, I, live, in, I live in Chambly. And I don't care if the vote is for dog catcher. I will go vote. And I also bring my little paper that the uh, that the, uh, the Department of uh, the, the Federal Department of Corrections, which is uh, the uh, which is the um, um, which they gave me back all my, my paperwork. <laughs> I bring it with me in case anybody challenges that, you know. And uh, and I'm a registered Republican. And I, I always wondered if anybody's ever going to say anything. And which they never now have. wait a second, George. They all told me if you give give voting rights back to former felons, they vote Democrat. You're saying you vote Republican? <laughs> well, good you for know, you, man. The first, the first president I was ever able to vote for was his second term was Reagan, and I've always been uh, I always loved Reagan's ideas, and uh, I learned a lot from that from my father. I grew up in South Florida, and um, so you, you know, and I learned those ideas and. You know, when you're in trouble, um, you kind of hope there's a uh, Democrat in the office uh, because they're a little bit more lenient in crime. But when you see how the system works and you're in there, you're going, man, there's probably a Republican that can straighten this out. So, uh, Well, listen, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm glad you called and shared that because um, the restoration of voting rights and the ability to, to vote, I don't really think most Americans appreciate uh, what a special right it is or privilege it is to be able to vote. Um, so thank you for calling in and sharing, man, and, and uh, appreciate you vote Republican. And I'm, I'm glad you you serve your time and are, have, have um, remade your life. And that's just fantastic to hear. Uh, definitely the best call of the day. You've set a high bar. Well, people get out and vote. I've been home 25 years. Uh, it's And, you know, I, I wasn't, it, time goes by, but well, no, I, I'm still hung up. Hang on. I, I got to switch some out. I'm still hung up. Can, can you ever get your Second Amendment rights back? Is there anything that can be done? You know, there's a process to go through, and it'll have to be more like a uh, something like a presidential pardon. I, I was going to try to go through it when Trump was in office. Trump, you know, more more Republicans, believe it or not, are more uh, uh, sympathetic to the cause. I did work. I was a government contractor. I did work during the Omega, Reagan administration. I was I'm a commercial helicopter pilot, and um, I did get in, in, uh, involved in some stuff in Central and South America, and that's how I got in trouble. And um, and so um, it's 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 kind of a long process, and it is kind of like a pardon or a or a. Um, uh, but but you can go through it. It's just really long, and yeah. really it takes a lot of attorney money. Um, so, you know, I lived out in Montana for a long time and I did go and stuff, go hunting, but when, it's kind of like, 
you go out to private land, you don't bring any weapons with you, weapons are handed to you, you hunt, and you weapons are returned, or we go to <laughs> yeah. other countries. We go to other countries, and we there's a way to skirt around it. You can you can bow hunt, you can do some other things. Um, but you know, I'm 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 older now. I'm much older now. I'm I'm 60 years old. So you know, I've done a lot of hunting when I when I was younger with my father and, and stuff. My father's passed away, and um, so I've done a lot of stuff that I'd like to do. Uh, there's sometimes that I really like to go, but uh, I, I've gotten that uh, I've gotten I don't want to say I've gotten that out of my sister because I still miss it, but I still fish a lot, and there's there's a lot of things that I would like to do, but. Uh, it's one of those things that, uh, that I'm glad I, yeah. I got a lot of that out of my, uh, I don't want to say out of my system, but I got, I got, I'm glad I got to do a lot of that when I was a lot younger. Well, look, I, I appreciate you calling. I gotta, I gotta go there cause I gotta get to commercial break, but thank you for that. Best of luck to you. And I, I'm, I hope you guys hear George, how meaningful it is to vote 427,205 Republicans refused to vote in the runoff in 2021 handed those to Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. And if they turn out, maybe they can win this time and get Herschel Walker up there. All right. I got to tell you, one of the groups that's trying to find the people on the ground and get them to turn out is, is Patriot Mobile. They're a cell phone company, but they're a Christian conservative company, and they operate where they've set up a, a side pack that funds part of their profits to support the conservative cause. All you got to do is take your cell phone business to them. They use the same towers everybody else uses, and you get guaranteed great service. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. And you get free activation with my name. You get incredible discounts, veteran, first responder, teacher, NRA member, you name it. You can also call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So you call them, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. Get those great discounts. And you start doing business with a cell phone company that is not woke, that shares your values, and that fights for your causes and puts their money where their mouth is on these causes. They need you to help them grow their profits, and with their growing profits, they help the causes you care about. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, but don't let that deter you. If you're in Portland, Oregon, you're in Jacksonville, Florida, if you're in uh, Bangor, Maine, you're in San Diego, California, they can help you. Any business in the United States that needs big loans, $750,000 and up, they can help you. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. The Air Force has come out and suggested the Politico was not being honest in uh, outing Jennifer Ruth Green. I mentioned this a while back on radio. Jennifer Ruth Green is a Republican running for Congress. The district leans Democrat. It's Indiana's first congressional district. But uh, it's a swing district. Jennifer Ruth Green is a military veteran. She was sexually assaulted in Iraq. And she did not want it to be an issue. She did not campaign on it. She kept it private. And Adam Wren of Politico reported on it. She asked him not to disclose the details of her sexual assault. And he did so anyway. Can you imagine the national press outrage if a reporter release the details of a sexual assault of a Democrat. The media is savaging uh, Dana, what, what's her name, from, from NBC News for 
um, what she did with the, the, the Fetterman interview. There's the media establishing her. They're absolutely silent about Adam Wren of Politico disclosing the sexual assault on Jennifer Ruth Green against her wishes. A total double standard.